have carried on before us when, uh, <clears throat> when they are attacked and, and, uh, and at times when it's time for them to go on. It's a great loss to the church. Can you say praise the Lord? It'll be a great loss. But we're not ready for that. I believe the Lord has a lot more work for Brother Enos to do. Amen. In Jesus' name. I'm just going to claim that and believe that. And uh, he's not at that door. But, uh, but amen. You just never know. We're trusting God. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. I'm going to be teaching tonight uh, on, a, on a subject uh, called the heart of a disciple living our life for others. Heart of a disciple living our life for others. I'd like to read a couple verses of scripture, if I may, in our hearing in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, <clears throat> verses 22 and 23. Then I'll be going to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 33. Uh, Paul wrote the words here, and he said, To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partakers thereof with you. And then in Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 33, Amen. It says, even as I please all men in all things. Now, that, what that means is it, it doesn't mean that he's a, he's a pleaser. It doesn't mean that he pleases everybody. If you study that out, what that means is he's agreeable with all men. He has a right spirit with all men. He's kind to all men. Amen. I, even as I please or am I, I'm agreeable with all men in all things, not seeking mine own profit, but the profit of many that they may be saved. Praise the Lord. Heart of a disciple, living our life for others. May the Lord help us. Would you pray with me right now? Jesus, we appreciate you. It's a privilege and honor to stand behind this desk and minister your precious word of, of life that you have given unto us. Lord, we are asking for your precious anointing and the love of the Lord to flow through us. Lord, and let the love of God flow in our hearts tonight to receive your word. Lord, we pray, and everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Can you say praise the Lord? I've been reading a book uh, called Follow to Lead, and it's making an impact upon my life. And part of this is, uh, a lot of this is, is because of that impact that it's making um, where I uh, find myself realizing that um, there, are, there are areas and ways that to minister and live our life that, uh, that are more important than the way we've been doing it. And, and it's called Follow to Lead. And one of the statements that he makes in this book that is so impacting is a statement that uh, really is for everybody to hear and everybody to receive and everybody to understand. And I know that there are times when we come to the house of the Lord or come to a situation where we need a touch from God. I understand that. I understand that we come to receive strength and encouragement and a word from the Lord. I understand that, and we need that. Can you say praise the Lord? I don't know about you, but I need my pastor. I need him anointed behind the sacred desk, preaching the word of life that I can receive it and be encouraged. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. But I, 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 the statement that was made, um, I, I believe that all of us should adopt this, and all of us 
should grab a hold of this. And, uh, because I, I believe that if, uh, if we walk into any room, in any situation, in any room where there are people, that uh, no, matter, no matter what our situation is, there's somebody there that needs the Lord. There's somebody there that needs ministered to. And uh, the statement is this. We need to realize and come to the understanding and, and receive this that we, when we walk into a room, are the least important person in that room. It doesn't matter what we look like. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how we're dressed a little bit. You might say we, don't, we just don't want to throw on anything. And, but, but it's not important that we dress the best. It's not important that we are seen. It's not important that we are known. But the most important thing is we understand that we are the least important person in that room. And it's a mindset that it's a mindset of discipleship. It's a mindset of ministry. It's a mindset of putting others first. It's a mindset of caring about someone else's needs before our own. Someone say, praise the Lord. The principle that Paul began to pin the words about, as he said, I became weak that I might gain the weak. I made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. And he said, and this I do for the gospel's sake. Someone say, praise the Lord. We do it for the gospel's sake and, and, and agreeable with all men, not seeking our own profit. We need to live our lives not seeking our own profit, but the profit of everyone else around us, everyone that we come in contact with. Put them first. Someone say amen. This principle of Christ requires the taking of responsibility of souls and the living of one's life to minister to souls in their growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. It, 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 is, a, it is a taking of responsibility to understand that we are responsible for our brother, our sister, our new convert. Amen. Everybody that comes through those doors, we are somehow in some way accountable for them, accountable for what they receive when they come here, accountable for how they are touched, accountable for the way they are ministered to, and accountable for the way they are followed up on. We, we need to understand that it's a responsibility. We need to understand that it is a calling. We need to understand also, amen, hopefully by the end of this night's service, that it is a commandment. When we stop to think about the importance and seriousness of our steadfast spiritual walk in Christ in the influence of others, it is a very sobering thought. Someone say, praise the Lord. Uh, someone say, amen. It's a very sobering thought to realize that whether we are standing up here, standing up here singing, playing instruments, or, or standing there worshiping the Lord in a Sunday morning and Sunday night service, that our life and the importance and seriousness of our steadfast spiritual walk in Christ in the influence of others it's very sobering. Amen. The testimony of our prayer life and study of God's word and church attendance and commitment, worship in church and outside the church and work for the kingdom and everything that we do. Amen. Everything that we do. Let me say that one more time. Everything that we do affects everyone that we come in contact with. It affects everybody that we know. It affects everybody that knows us. Our life is an open epistle. Can you say amen? 
And, and we, need to, we need to embrace this with a love that is beyond measure. We need to embrace this, amen, with an understanding that the Lord desires us to live that life and be used by Him to, amen, help disciple, help disciple, amen, the lost, the new convert, to minister to our brother, our sister, and, and to live our life in a steadfast way, in a spiritual walk with Christ, amen. Are we committed to the highest level of dedication? to influence every soul we come in contact with or the measure of being led by the Spirit to reach out in intercessory prayer with a personal touch to encourage and minister to our brothers and sisters in spiritual need? What is our goal? What is our hope? What is our life? Where, what is our mindset? Where, where do we go when we leave church? Where does our mind go? Where does it stay? What, what is our life's thinking? What is the way that we, we cope with things? What is the way that we deal with things? The Lord is called us to discipleship. The heart of a disciple is living, amen, our life for others. That's the heart of a disciple, living, not living our life to ourselves, but living our life always for someone else, to minister, to touch, to, 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 to reach somebody, to help somebody, to encourage somebody, amen, to be a testimony that God can bring us through every storm, every trial, every test, and keep us in the way. Someone say praise the Lord. The way we handle situations with the perspective of being a testimony to our brothers and sisters, amen, or do we handle situations with the perspective of being a testimony to brothers and sisters in the Lord, including new converts and unbelievers? We need to understand. We need to understand. Time and chance happens to everyone. We need to understand that afflictions come to all. We need to understand that catastrophic events come to everybody. Unforeseen, being blindsided, being hit, amen, hit and run, so to speak. We need to understand that there are unforeseen dilemmas, trials of work, trials of life, trials of finances, trials of health. Trials of church offenses, trials of the threat of the bitterness of the soul, and trials of long-suffering. Amen. To everyone these things come to. Hallelujah. And they are our trial of our faith that are going to make us, that's going to make us come forth as pure gold. And we need to have a mindset that somebody is watching us, somebody is counting on us, somebody is depending on us, somebody needs us to stand strong in the power of the Lord and in the power of his might, praying always with all supplication and prayer to be led of the Spirit, to walk with God, and to carry on. Someone say praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. A part of this, and I'm going to hit it, I'm going to do a hit and run, amen. Part of this stems from the name of the book, the title of the book is Follow Me, or follow to lead, follow to lead. We follow Christ to lead someone else, amen. And, and in the book, it, it, it's a book on discipleship, and it's a book on us being a disciple maker, and it, it is a book on the whole church being involved in discipleship. And, uh, and, and initially, this came about with the, with the thought was, are we living our life to such a way in our prayer, in our study of God's word, in our faith, in our walk with God, all things that I have talked about, that we would have the confidence to look at a, a convert, to look at a soul and say, follow me 
as I follow Christ. Amen. Do we have that confidence to do that? Have we committed ourselves? Have we dedicated ourselves? Have we do we even understand that we need to commit ourselves to that cause? That that we are to be a disciple maker, that we are to be a part of the discipleship and to help others become disciples while being helped to be a disciple. Someone say praise the Lord. In the Old Testament, the rabbis and, and Jesus followed this principle. Amen. When they would call someone to follow me, when they would say, come follow me, they would search out the brightest, they would search out the, the sharpest, and, and the rabbi would say, come follow me and be my disciple. And, and that, that young man would follow that rabbi, amen, for days and for months and for years, almost as if he was eating the dust of that rabbi's feet. And, and he would be a minister unto him. We see this in the ministry of Elijah and Elisha. And then Elisha trying to endeavor to bring the servant Gehazi into that place of relationship. Amen. But he could not receive it. And Jesus followed that principle when he called, amen, his disciples. When he came to them and said, follow me as a rabbi, when he said, follow me, they knew what he was talking about. Amen. Follow me, my life, follow my teachings, follow my word, follow my way, come be my disciple. And then he added another phrase in there. He said, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Amen. I want to be a fisher of men tonight, but to be a fisher of men, I know that I must follow Christ so close that I eat the dust of his sandals. Someone say, praise the Lord. We need to live our life in such a way, amen, that, that we are an example, that we are a disciple maker, that, that we, we can be looked upon and be counted on, amen. Therefore, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, he said, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I, those, that, those words are so convicting tonight. He said, brethren, be ye steadfast, be ye steadfast. Don't be wavering about with every wind of doctrine. Don't be shaken when the trials of this world come your way. Don't be shaken when the enemy attacks you. Don't just know that you're walking down the right path. When you receive the affliction of the enemy, you're on the right road. Amen. When trials come and long-suffering, you get in a situation that makes you suffer a long time. That's of the Lord. Amen. That is of the Lord, and that is the making. That is the making of the jewels that he is making up in this day, tried by fire, steadfast, unmovable. So no matter what comes your way, be steadfast and unmovable. And do not stop abounding in the work of the Lord. No matter what you're going through, keep abounding in the work. No matter what's facing you, keep abounding in the work. No matter what's coming your way, keep abounding in the work. Someone say praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. For as you know, your labor is not in vain. It's not in vain. It is not in vain. I don't care what the enemy says to us. It is not in vain. Praise the Lord. This certainly requires a fulfillment of the first and second commandment. Loving the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, coupled together with loving our neighbor as ourselves. <clears throat> what a what a tremendous 
What a tremendous commandment to fulfill. What a, what a troublesome commandment sometimes to fulfill. Love the Lord thy God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we don't even know how to separate, as Pastor says, the heart from the soul and the soul from the mind. To us, it seems like it's all interwoven. And but heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and then to love our neighbor as ourself. And, and then, when you, then when you study the parable of the, the Good Samaritan and realize who your neighbor really is, amen, and you think... Come on, Lord, give me a break. This is a little, little trying here. I, this isn't easy. This is a hard thing. And so certainly we must understand that uh, this commandment is given to us. And, and uh, we must understand that we are not able to even obey this commandment of loving the Lord like that and loving our neighbor as ourself without the help of the Lord. We need God's help, to, amen, to bring us to that place. And, and, and we have, if no man knows the heart... You know, I, 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 have a, I have a dilemma. My dilemma is I, I hear myself sometimes, Lord, I love you with all my heart. How do I know that I love him with all my heart? No man knows our heart. No man knows the heart. So you know what my, my cry has become? Lord, I want to love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Now help me do it. Oh, Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me do it. Someone say praise the Lord. I want to. I don't know how. I, I can't seem to get there. I, I have these, these, these things that get in my way. But Lord, I'm asking you to help me to get to that place where I obey that commandment. Therefore, and loving my neighbor as myself, fulfilling the law of Christ. And then the Lord says, he throws, he always has a way of throwing a glitch or throwing a wrench in our best laid plans. We have this commandment, and just when we think we get a grip on the commandment and we're understanding a little bit and growing and, and, and gaining in Christ and realizing, oh, I, I'm, 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 I'm not where I need to be. I, I've got a long way to go, but oh, thank God I'm not where I was last year. Someone say praise the Lord to that. Amen. Then Jesus comes along with a new commandment, and he says, a new commandment give I unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. He mentions love one another three times in two verses. And, and then he says, love one another as I have loved you. Now wait a minute, Lord. Come on. How in the world can I love with that kind of love? How can I love my brother and my sister with that kind of love. I don't have the capability. It's not within me, and I am right. It is not in me, David Lee Jordan. It's not in each of you. It's in the Christ that is within us. Someone say amen. New commandment, loving one another as he loved us. That's a great love. That is a great love. He said, see, how did Jesus love? First of all, First of all, I'm so thankful he loved the way he loved. He loves without condemnation. Isn't that wonderful? I love you, but I condemn you for what you did. <laughs> I love you, but, but I love you, but, you know, it's amazing. The first time in the book of John, I love the book of John. The book of John is on the deity of, of Christ. 
Amen. And uh, the book of John, uh, the, the I am statements, the I am he statements, the I am the bread of life. Amen. I'm the resurrection of life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And on and on. And finally, John 8, 58, before Abraham was, I am. But do you know the first person he revealed himself to? It was a woman of Samaria. Because they were having this conversation about water. And she says something to the effect, well, there's a Christ that's coming. We've heard of him. And Jesus says to a woman who had had five husbands, and he said the one you're with is not your own, that leaves the implication that that man was married to somebody else and she was his mistress. Just kind of leaves that implication. We don't know. I'm just kind of, just kind of thinking here. We don't know. But he said, he that speaketh unto thee, am he. Am he. The first one. And then when you run that reference back to the Old Testament, it's not surprising that you find the first person that was a Gentile that was, that was saved. And, and when they came into the promised land was a harlot. A harlot. Amen. They're coming in the promised land. They're supposed to be destroying all the nations. And she said, I'm going to save you, but you have to remember me. Here, tie this scarlet cord. Oh, someone say praise the Lord. And who would have thought that she would have come of the lineage of Jesus Christ, let alone Ruth. Amen. We have Rahab and Ruth. Amen. And then we have, we have Bathsheba. Oh, oh, but the Lord loves without condemnation. He loved her without condemnation. Someone say praise the Lord. The woman in adultery loved and forgiven without condemnation. How do you know he said it? Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Hallelujah. And that prideful man whose name was Zacchaeus, who was small of stature, and therefore because he was small of stature, he was small in his heart, small in his mind. Amen. I, I, there are a lot of men that are that way. I'm thankful for the small men that are bigger than that. Someone say amen. And, uh, but he heard of Jesus was coming by. He heard the Lord was coming by. He was tired of being who he was. He was tired. He heard about this man named Jesus. Amen. He climbed up. You talk about laying aside pride. This tax collector, this wealthy man, climbed a tree. Doesn't that strike you funny? It strikes me funny. He climbed a tree to just to see Jesus. And the Lord looked up without condemnation and said, Zacchaeus, come on down. Go into your house. I'm going to eat with you today. Oh, someone say praise the Lord. Judas, he loved Judas to the very end. Called him friend. Called him friend. I'm thankful that he loved without condemnation. And that's how we are supposed to love. I don't have it in me except through Jesus Christ. I don't have it in me except through the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. He loved sacrificially. He sacrificed his time, energy, private life, right to a family, an earthly home, a natural wife. He sacrificed his hands, his feet, his back, his brow, his dignity, his self-esteem, his self-will. Amen. And finally, his breath of air. Amen. When he said, it is finished, and he gave up his life. He loved sacrificially. Hallelujah. Are you thankful for that?
To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. On earth alone. To be. I'm way out of tune. I'm sorry. From earth to glory, yes. Lift your hands and love the Lord right now. Jesus, I love you. Thank you for your sacrifice. Lord, I pray tonight that you would mold me and make me. Someone pray with me right now. Jesus, I pray that you would mold me and make me into a vessel of sacrifice. I pray that you would help me to see the cause of the gospel. I pray that you would help me to see the cause of souls one more time. I pray that you would renew that in me right now, Lord. I pray to be willing to lay down my life, my wants, my desires, to live sacrificially, God. Not having to have all that I want, even all that I need. But to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The heart of a disciple. The heart of the disciple. You see, the heart of the disciple is be the one who is to be like the one whom is discipling him. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And to do that, I want to be like him. Can someone say praise the Lord? Help us, Lord, we pray. Help us, Lord, we pray. Hereby, in 1 John three sixteen through and 17, he said, Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need, shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him. Let me, let me read two more verses of Scripture before I minister on this. Brethren, Galatians 6, 1 and 2. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such in one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou be also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. The word burdens here is, it comes from a definition of weight that is upon somebody. You know, because a couple verses later it says, every man must bear his own burden. That word burden is translated ministry or work. It's two different things, two different meanings altogether. But here it's talking about weights, weights that are upon us. Amen. But Jesus, because of the love of God, he laid down his life. So ought we to lay down our lives for the brethren. You know, before we can lay down our lives for the brethren, we have to see the need. We have to see the cause and we have to desire to become that. Can you say amen? We have to desire that and seek after that. If we just want to go our own little way and, and, and do our own little thing and, and be our own, own person and live our own life, the Lord will let us go, and he will send a minister by Pastor Urshan, all the Brother Rima Duncan, oh my Lord, what a message on Sunday night. Can you? What a move of God we had here as we interceded and prayed and sought God and renewed ourselves in prayer, renewed ourselves in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We have to desire it. We have to want it. We have to go after it. We have to seek it. Amen. To be used of Him, to have His love flow through us, to want to lay down our life for the brethren. 
Amen. He says, you know, I, it, it talks about here the, who has world's good and sees his brother have need. You know, I, and then the reason I went to the next verses of Scripture is because I, I want to keep this on a spiritual level and, and spiritual needs tonight. I want to keep this that if we see a brethren, amen, that, that's overtaken, that's struggling, what does it hurt to pick up the phone and call and say, hey, I love you, bro. Looks like you're going through it. I want you to know I'm on your side. Someone say amen. What does it hurt, amen, to take time out of our busy life schedule? As a matter of fact, is it, is it a sin if we don't? Are we doing wrong? Are we, are we being selfish? Are we, are we being self-centered? Are we being all about us? Are we being about all of our needs, all of our desires? I'm telling you what, folks, all of us have struggles. Someone say amen. All of us go through trials. Would somebody say amen? All of us, all of us have, oh, somebody say amen. I didn't even finish it. Just say amen. Oh, amen. But we need to look above that. We need to lift our eyes and see the greater, the kingdom, the gospel, the, the brethren, the sisters, and minister to one another. And, I, and perhaps this is being taught tonight, and the Lord just brought this to mind, and then I'm going to move on. I, I told Brother Bowler I'd be done in 30 to 35 minutes. I think I've got 10 to 12 minutes left. If somebody say, Lord, help Brother Jordan. He's going to need it. Amen. I think that a part of this comes about because I know that in a few short weeks, the Lord willing, as we have spoken with Pastor again, we are going to be renewing the vision in life groups, and we are going to be renewing the vision in, in ministering to one another, amen, in a small group basis. You see, that's about discipleship. That's about helping one another. That's about accounting for one another. I'm not so concerned about you being accountable to me or anybody here being accountable to somebody else. What I'm concerned about is everybody accounting for everybody else. Do you see the difference? I account for you. I account for you that you're going to be all right. I account for you that you were there on Sunday, and the reason you weren't is because of thus and thus. And I pray for you that God will work it out. And I account for... I tell you what, I told Pastor the other night, the Lord dealt with me. And, 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 and we go to a large church, and we have, I mean, on Sunday morning, we, we are about worshiping God. Can you say praise the Lord? I, I'm from small church community. I'm from small church atmosphere. And in a small church atmosphere, when a visitor walked in, and you could ask my wife when there's 30 people in the church, and it's been the same 30, amen, for the last six months, and a visitor walks in, everybody knows there's a visitor in the house tonight. And you're, 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 praise the Lord, how are you? It's so good to have you tonight. You know, you're all over that visitor with everything you've got. We have visitors all the time. I don't know how many guests have come and gone. I have no idea how many have come and gone. And, 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 and how many drive in and drive out. I don't know. I wonder, and I thought about this, I wondered if, you know, if the call of Christ is to reach the lost and the lost are coming and cannot get in, hmm, we're doing the best that we can. God has given us a vision. Oh, he, we are going our way. The commitments, God's blessing. Someone say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But it's our responsibility. And, and there's another portion that we're going to be doing, and, and I questioned about it. We talked about it, and I've been praying about it. 
Amen. We're thinking about, along with life groups, maybe having some other options of groups, praying about it under pastor. Pastor's the leader. We follow him. And, 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 I, I, and I was thinking about it last week, and the Lord brought this scripture. And then Brother Urshan hit it Sunday morning. And he hit one soul. I was going to talk. One soul. The value of one soul. The value of one brother. The value of one sister. The value of one person is beyond our measure or beyond our comprehension. Someone say amen. But I was then I was kind of wondering, do we need, is this what we need to do? And is this a way? And, and, and the Lord brought this scripture that I read tonight. He said, he said, to the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that by all means save some. Any way that we can to reach somebody, we need to get the vision back to do it. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Now let's go back to our brother. Let's go back to our brother. Amen. If a brother is overtaken in a fall, ye which are spiritual, restore, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Bear ye one another's burden, so fulfill the law of Christ. Now, guys, uh, I've, I, you know, there's, there's ten of you, and I've taken pretty good care of you, and I found out that you've got another brother, and I found out that you had another brother that he was destroyed by a wild beast. And this is the way it's going to be. Uh, bring me your brother back from Israel. Bring me your brother, Benjamin. I, bring, me, bring him or don't come back. You bring him or don't come back. Don't even let your shadow of the morning sun cross onto Egypt's land. Unless you have your brother with you. Don't, even, don't, don't do it. I don't care how much money you bring. I don't care how desperate you are for food. I don't care, amen, if your family is doing without. Do not come back to Egypt to find food unless you bring me your brother. Bring me your brother. Now, now, now go. Issachar, you stay here. I'm going to keep one of you. The other nine went back, shoulders drooping, head bowed, questioning among themselves, what are we going to tell Dad? You know how he was when he found out about Joseph. If we'd have known what he was going to be like, we'd have never done it. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have done that. What are we going to tell Dad? But there was a man walking silently who had the spirit of a lion that he said, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to take the responsibility. They get back. Reuben walks up. They begin to tell him, Israel, the story. And Why did you even tell him about Benjamin? He pressed us. It's as if he already knew. <laughs> Talk about clueless. I mean, the Lord must have hid it from them. I mean, I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm not very bright, but I might have had a thought. How did he, is that, is Joseph, is he still alive? <laughs> Reuben, brother unstable, brother unstable, speaks up. <laughs> you know what brother unstable says? 
Brother Unstable says, if I can't do what I'm supposed to do, somebody else has to pay the price. Because he said, my son's life for his. And Israel said, Jacob is who I'm talking about. My son shall not go up with you. They lived their life a while. You see, that's why it's important. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. Someone say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My son shall not go up. It came close to time. Judah walked up to his dad. You see, Judah was willing to take the responsibility of the whole family up on his shoulders. And that's what we need today. We need more people that are willing to take the responsibility of the family of God up on their shoulders and carry it. Carry it like the priest carried the 12 tribes of Israel in jewels upon their, upon their breast. They carried them next to the heart. We need more that will carry the family of God continually and lift them up and carry that load. Someone say, praise the Lord. Judah was willing to take on, amen, the family, responsibility of the whole family and walked up to his dad and said, and said, I will be of surety for him. My life for his. Dad looked up into those lion-like eyes of Judah and the strength of his son and said, okay, take the lad. Take the lad. Take the lad. I believe that there's someone that the Lord wants to get into and get a hold of and instill a, a, a steadfast, immovable spirit of the spirit of the lion of the tribe of Judah that will trust us with a take the lad, take the soul, take the responsibility. Oh, someone say praise the Lord. So they go back and they conducted their business and, and uh, left Egypt, Egypt and begin to travel down the road, and the Egyptian soldiers stopped them, and almost as if they knew right where the cup was going to be found, Benjamin's food bag making him guilty. It doesn't matter that the cup was planted. Benjamin's guilty. You can't tell the Egyptians that they planted it. We just got our food from them. We're at their mercy. All we can see is, we don't know. He didn't know. Benjamin has to stay. Benjamin is going to be my slave. Benjamin is going to be here. But then the intercessor, Judah, steps up. I don't know if he realized the position that it was going to put him in when he made that commitment and said, I will be of surety for him. I don't know if we realize the cost that it will take. I don't know if we realize what is being asked of us. But he gave his all. He gave his all. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know if he realized what the commitment would cost him. He didn't know if he was going to live or die. He knew he would never see his family again. He knew he would never see his dad. He knew he was, he was going to be, when he stepped up and said, 
I will take his place. You know, he could have backed out of the deal. The whole situation was stacked for failure. It was a trap. Surely dad would understand. But you know, the first question dad would be asking and looking when they came traveling down the road with the food for the family, taking care of the family, where's your brother? Where's your brother? Where's your brother? Well, Lord, it, 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 Jacob, it was, it was a trap. Dad, it was, it was set up. There wasn't anything we could do. And so I ask you tonight, in the Holy Ghost, amen, where's your brother? Where's your brother? Well, Lord, he, he's a gambler. He, he's wishy-washy, and he went his way. And, you know, I, I just, I'm just glad he's, he, he, he won. Where, where's your brother? Well, you, he, he messed up. He didn't love you like I loved you. He didn't love the truth like I love the truth. I didn't ask you that. Where's your brother? Where is your brother? It's his fault. It's her fault. She got an attitude. Where's your brother? Where is your brother? Have you done anything to reach your brother? Have you done anything with love to minister, to reach out, to bring back? Have you put your life on the line to bring back? Where is your brother? Where are the souls that I sent you at Tree of Life? They came in by the droves. Where are they at? Where is your brother? Where is your brother? Lord, this is impossible to ask this of me. The, this great love, this great willingness to sacrifice, only the Son of God could do that. Wait a minute. Son of God? Son of God? Christ loving through us? Christ ministering through us? Is there anybody here that can minister to somebody else spiritual needs by themselves? No. No. In and through Jesus Christ. Where is your brother? Is he in the kingdom? They came to Jesus and said, show us the kingdom. I'm closing. <laughs> show us the kingdom and it sufficeth us. And he looked at those Israelites now, you have to understand something. They were not of the ten tribes. They were of the tribe of Judah and Benjamin because Benjamin became integrated with Judah and became a part of the tribe of Judah. Did you know that? See, what happens is when we bring back our brother, they're integrated into our tribe, the tribe of the lion of the tribe of Judah, the tribe of Judah, hallelujah, of praise, intercession, and he said, show us the kingdom. He said, lo, the kingdom is within you. The kingdom is within you. I want to say to you tonight and to say to myself, this kingdom of love, this kingdom of sacrifice, this kingdom of intercession, this kingdom of loving our brother as Jesus loved us, this kingdom, amen, of, of giving, this kingdom 
of being steadfast and unmovable. This kingdom, hallelujah, of taking the responsibility. This kingdom, it is inside of us. Could we all stand tonight? It's inside of us. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Someone say praise the Lord. there's anybody that would uh, maybe consider um, that the Lord is maybe dealing with you and asking you to become more like him and, and to lay aside things to be more kingdom minded and for the gospel's sake and for the name's sake and for soul's sake and if there's anybody that would like to be used of the Lord and have the Lord help you become that person that you need to be and want to be in the kingdom to, to be a help and to be a minister and to minister to one another and to be an encourager, an intercessor. Amen. To, uh, would, you, would, you, would you mind just kind of stepping out and coming to the front, please? And if there's anybody that just feels that calling, feels that urge that says, I need, I need... Thank you for responding tonight. You're so kind. Thank you. Hallelujah.